The Holy Gospel according to St. Luke, the 24th chapter. Then Jesus said to them, These are my words that I spoke to you while I was still with you, that everything written about me in the law of Moses, in the prophets, and the Psalms must be fulfilled. Then he opened their minds to understand the scriptures and said to them, Thus it is written that the Christ should suffer And on the third day, rise from the dead, and that repentance and forgiveness of sins should be proclaimed in his name to all nations, beginning from Jerusalem. You are witnesses of these things. And behold, I am sending the promise of my Father upon you, but stay in the city until you're clothed with power from on high. Then he led them out as far as Bethany. And lifting up his hands, he blessed them. And when he blessed them, he parted from them and was carried up into heaven. And they worshipped him and returned to Jerusalem with great joy. And were continually in the temple, blessing God. This is the gospel of our Lord. May the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, give you a spirit of wisdom and of revelation and knowledge of him, having the eyes of your hearts enlightened, that you may know what is the hope to which he has called you. Amen. Please be seated. All right. I'm so excited to talk to you today about the Ascension. Um. So I just got back from a trip with my wife to Germany, Austria, and France. Um, and they're very different places from America. Some, in some ways, they're similar, but they're very different. But what is the biggest lived day-to-day difference between, say, living in Germany and living in America? Um, it's not that... A half a liter of beer is like 250 at a restaurant, which is like unthinkable in America, right? It's not that grocery stores, cosmetic stores, and pharmacies must by law all be different places of business and can't all be in one superstore. It's not that Walmart is not allowed to make locations in Germany. It's not even that There's no air conditioning there. It's just, it's not a thing. Even when it's hot and humid and there's lots of bugs coming in. The biggest day-to-day difference, the live difference between living in Germany and America is that Germany is historically a sacramental and liturgical Christian country. And America is a historically reformed and Anabaptist Christian country. The founding fathers of 
Germany, or the founding fathers of America, did not believe that Jesus could be bodily present in the bread and the wine and communion, and the founding fathers of Germany did. That is the biggest lived difference between living in Germany and living in America. It's that simple. And this all has to do with the ascension. And where is that live difference most easily seen? And so why do I say this? Well, it's because of the days that you get off from work. In America, we get Christmas off, we get Easter off. What other Christian holidays do we get off? Huh? Good Friday sometimes? If you're, if you're good, because... Uh, you know, you know, recently, Reformed churches are starting to have Good Friday services even, so which is really cool. Maybe they'll have Maundy Thursday services next year. Um, well, today we're observing Ascension Day, which happened on Thursday, um, because it's 40 days after Easter. And the texts say, 40 days after Easter, or he rose, you know, he went to the mount and ascended into heaven. And it's an important feast day in the life of the church. It sets the stage for Pentecost next Sunday, which is 50 days after Easter. When we receive the Holy Spirit, Jesus promised before he ascends. But the reason why this is such an important feast day in the life of the Christian and the church is because it completes Christ's work as he The prophets, he says the law of Moses, the prophets, the psalms. We sang three different psalms that predicted the ascension of Jesus Christ. Think about the thousands of years that were between the writing of the psalms and the ascension of Jesus Christ. And Jesus fulfilled them 40 days after he rose. St. Luke and St. Paul They have like a field day. They're constantly talking about Jesus ascended, sitting at the right hand of the Father. We sing that in the Gloria in Excelsis, the beginning of service. You are seated at the right hand of the Father. Receive our prayers. He's sitting at the right hand of the Father, advocating on our behalf when we pray to him. Jesus is praying for you by name right now in heaven. What the ascension does is it confirms that Jesus Christ is fully God. But it also raises up his human nature, that he is fully man, into the true holy of holies. Sure, the holy of holies is here in our church where the sacrament is. But Jesus has gone up into a holy of holies that is not bound to any earthly location in heaven where no man has gone before. And because now the man Jesus Christ has gone there, we can follow. It's a wonderful promise. And it's a concrete physical promise that we can touch, see, feel. As John writes in 1 John, we saw him, we heard him, we touched him. In Germany, Ascension Day, 
or Christy Himmelfart is a national holiday. You get off work. Thursday, the Ascension Day, I'm going to sleep in. Maybe I'll get to service at 10 o'clock. I don't know. In one of these giant buildings that are in the middle of my city. Maybe I'll go in there, but I don't know. Maybe I'll get brunch or something. There's no mail collected. The shops aren't open. The museums, boy, they aren't open. And ascension is then set by the way that people are living their lives to be an important event. And thank you for all you here who are remembering the Sabbath by keeping it holy and celebrating the ascension of our Lord. Maybe next year we can hold an ascension service on a Thursday when it is. We can maybe uh, have it at sunset and then have an ice cream social in the parking lot after. Who knows? Maybe have a wine and cheese event. The opportunities are endless. But let's follow the story arc of Jesus, okay? Jesus was incarnate of the Virgin Mary. He was fully God, yet he was fully man. In his baptism, he's anointed or publicly made the chosen one, the Messiah, the Christ. And then he suffers in Jerusalem. People lie about him. They say, you're not the Messiah I was waiting for. And then in a mysterious way, God himself found out what it meant and what it feels like to suffer and to die. He feels pain. He dies on the cross. He's forsaken. And in that way, we receive a great high priest who is not unfamiliar with what it's like to be like us, but one that has actually suffered like us. God dies on a cross. He's lifted up. And when he's lifted up, he draws all men and women to him. They're drawn to him. He draws them to himself. And in death, he goes before us to a place that we have never been to and we're afraid of because we've never been there. But he doesn't stay there. He comes back. He rises from the dead and he says, I've gone to be with my father to prepare many rooms for you. And you can go and be there with me. And so heaven becomes a place that isn't a far off idea, but a place that a loved one has gone to and has come back and told us about and therefore becomes a real place. It's like your pastor going on vacation to Germany, but you've never been to Germany. You've just heard about it. But I went there, spent two weeks there and came back. I must have been somewhere unless they just flew the plane around, you know, for two weeks. But now Germany, believe in faith, in my testimony, Germany is a real place. I walked around. I saw the sights. I touched stuff. I ate there. And so it is with where the Father is in heaven. Because of this resurrection, because of those wounds that he has in his perfect state as the resurrected Christ, 
He heals our, our wounds. By his wounds, we are healed. He forgives our sins. And we will also follow him, not just in our death, but in his resurrection and his ascension into the heavenly places at the sound of a trumpet. Jesus ascended. Hear it again. Jesus, a human being, who is also fully God, ascended into heaven. And after he did that, I blew out during the gospel reading the Christ candle because Jesus ascended into heaven. Kind of controversial, but I thought it was cool, so I did it. We saw it happen in Germany. (laughs) And that means that for the first time in history, a human being went where no man or woman had gone before. He went uncovered, blameless, into the true holy of holies where God himself dwells. If you can remember, in the Old Testament, they would put on all sorts of protective equipment, literally, to go into the Holy of Holies. And they would tie a rope around their ankle in case they got struck dead by the presence of God. They could pull them out with the rope. But now Jesus Christ has gone into the true Holy of Holies where God is, just as himself. And because we have faith in him, we're joined to him. And now we go before God uncovered with a smile on our face. And God sees us. We're not just covered with the veil and he's like, oh, I'm tricked. That must be a holy person. No, he sees you. He sees your face. And if what happens to Jesus happens to us, it means that we also will not only be bodily raised, We will also, on the last day, as he promised, as I've said at many funerals for this congregation, we will be brought into the air at the sound of a trumpet, reunited with our body, body and soul together in perfect union, but transformed and made perfect like Christ's, and we will be with him forever. In the Middle Ages, they call it the beatific vision. Very cool. Look it up on Google. And we have assurance here and now of this, of this hope. When we remember our baptism in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. When we take communion, Christ here with us, body and blood. In this lower case, holy of holies. There are physical reminders That Jesus made good on his promise to be born of a virgin, to die and rise for our sins, and to ascend, to be here with us now. Ascension is, it's not about Jesus going somewhere else. You know, like, okay, he ascended, where did he go? (laughs) Where is he now? No. It's about Jesus being here, truly, in the word, in the sacraments. But pastor, I thought God is everywhere. He is. But he didn't tell us to look for him everywhere. He told us to look for him in specific places. He told us, um, he asked us, as Paul says, to lift up our hearts as we say it before communion. Lift, lift up our hearts. And then you say, we lift them up unto the Lord. Set your mind on heavenly things. 
where our body will follow one day. Lift up your hearts, lift up your minds, look at heavenly things, look where Jesus now reigns, where his kingdom is present here on earth, the font, the altar, the pulpit, we have an ambo, where the word is preached and taught, the scriptures, whether the ones in the pews, the ones in your home, the one you got for confirmation, and you better go crack it open. You haven't cracked it open in a little bit. It's where Jesus promised to be for you. And now that his kingdom has broken into this world and his death, resurrection, and ascension, we make it bigger. We share it with our friends. We share it with our family, we share it with our enemies. And it's as simple as following that gut feeling when someone you're listening to, and for me it happens a lot at Jewel, when I'm waiting in line, someone is spilling their guts out at me because they see a priest and he's not frowning. And so they just tell him everything. And you get a gut feeling. I need to listen to them. I need, they sound hurt. They need Christ's love. I should just say it. You know, Jesus loves you. All that stuff is very negative. I understand that. And that stinks. But Jesus died. He rose and he lives now for you. He left space and time. He ascended into heaven to be with you now. It's as simple as equipping yourself. Putting on the armor, right? Paul talks about putting on the armor of God. And that means spending 5, 10, 15 minutes a day reading a scripture plan that you found online or that you found on the table out there from Pastor. So you're equipped with and you put on the mind of Christ. I saw a sticker on Etsy because they, you know, recommend stuff that they know that you might buy. You know, it's evil. It said, shut the phone, open the Bible. And I said, Lord, I can't purchase any more stickers from Etsy. So I'm just going to talk about it in my sermon and tie a bow on it. But it's exactly what I'm trying to get across here. God has promised to be with you in specific places. Go and seek him there. You know, the... the um, the, the apostles, the disciples, they are looking up in heaven like, you know, like this one time I was waiting for the, the bomber, like they're going to fly like the stealth bomber over St. Louis. And we were all standing in the field like, and then a tiny little black dot was like, and we were like, that was lame. And so literally people were, were walking by and they were like, young man, why are you standing there looking at the sky? And I was like, well, I'm looking for the stealth bomber. You know, I heard a story that in the 90s, they flew it real low over Bush Stadium and it was cool. But I guess it wasn't cool. Well, the angels directed their gaze away from literally physically looking at the heavens, awaiting and not doing anything to point them where... Jesus said, 
Go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, and teaching them all I've commanded you, beginning in Jerusalem and then to the ends of the earth. So the angels pointed them away from looking at the sky and to where Jesus promises to be, baptism. The sharing of the gospel, preaching the word. Shortly after breaking the bread together, as we read in Acts 2, verse 42 and 43, they devoted themselves to the breaking of the bread, the teaching of the apostles and the prayers. They held everything in common, right? A lot of people say that it was easier for those disciples to do all, you know, to believe, to have faith, because they were there with Jesus. But we, we see over and over again, like we're seeing in men's group as we read through Luke, that they constantly just didn't get it. Because they weren't at an advantage like we are. They didn't have the spirit yet. Jesus, yeah, he had opened their minds to understand the scriptures and how they testify of him. But it wasn't until 10 days later at Pentecost or next week, next Sunday, Pentecost, that the Holy Spirit was poured out over all believers. And so I guess if I could get one thing in your head for today about the ascension, Christi Himmelfart, as they say in German, it's that Jesus left 33 AD, he left his disciples standing there on that mountainside to travel through space and time to be with you now in the word and the sacrament. He left a specific time in a specific place with specific people to be everywhere and specifically where he promises to be, to give you comfort, to give you pleasure, to raise up your human nature to the divine, to set your hearts and your minds on Christ, because one day your body will be lifted up and joined with your heart and your mind to enjoy him forever. Jesus in his entirety, his body and soul are here in the word and the sacrament because he has ascended to the heavens in 33 AD to be seated at the right hand of the father as king of all things. And the father's right hand is everywhere. The father's right hand is in your pulpit. In Germany, some of the pulpits have a giant hand under the pulpit to show God's right hand there. It's at your altar. It's in your baptismal font. It's even in your home if you'll let it get in there. When you do your family devotions, when you read the scriptures, God's right hand will be there in your home. And from thence, he will come again to judge both the living and the dead. Make no mistake. And so we have the Holy Spirit from the get-go in our baptisms. We're blessed with pastors sent by Christ to continue his work of teaching Christ's words and commands and to interpret the scriptures as they concern Jesus. 
And that means that now in this evil world with terrible people doing terrible things to innocent people, we're called out of cynicism and darkness to shift our gaze, to shift the gaze of our hearts and our minds to the heavenly places where Jesus is. Yet for now, our bodies go where he promises to be, this church, until he can raise them to himself on the last day. Peace be with you.